Hey, good morning. We are um, going to read Psalm 129 this morning. Psalm 129. They have greatly... Oh, sorry. Psalm 129. They have greatly oppressed me from my youth, let Israel say. They have greatly oppressed me from my youth, but they have not gained the victory over me. Plowmen have plowed my back and made their furrows long, but the Lord is righteous. He has cut me from the cords of the wicked. May all who hate Zion be turned back in shame. May they be like grass on the roof, which withers before it can grow. A reaper cannot fill his hands with it, nor one who gathers fill his arms. May those who pass by not say to them, the blessing of the Lord be on you, who bless you in the name of the Lord. And this is one of the Psalms labeled as a song of ascents. These likely were songs sung by the people of Israel as they journeyed to Jerusalem on pilgrimage to worship during one of the annual festivals. They're mostly short and single focused Psalms. And now this one, I think, is about perseverance. It says, They have greatly oppressed me from my youth, but they have not gained the victory over me. The psalmist and the ancient pilgrims uh, on this journey have been through some difficult times. Perhaps the psalm is collective in nature. We have been oppressed as the people of God. We've made it through some trying times. We're still here. The psalm is striking to me because of the culture in which we now live and make our pilgrimages, make our pilgrimages in. Um, We're not a people known for sticking with things. We're not known for taking our blows as we steadfastly keep on our way. We're more fickle. We bounce from one commitment to the next. We give in and give up. But as the people of God, we're different from all that. We can take our lumps. Uh, He says, they have greatly oppressed me from my youth. Plowmen have plowed my back and made their furrows long. This is a picture of suffering and of oppression, of struggle, of seeming defeat. Think on that image of a plowman plowing my back. Maybe the psalmist is personifying the nation of Israel. So imagine a plow being used on a giant exposed back, the furrows long, the blade cutting deep, flesh being ripped, blood flowing. That's the image, suffering, oppression. But they have not gained the victory over me. What a statement, what a boast. They've done all they can do, and still I'm here, going on pilgrimage to worship my God. Again, our generation, the people of God in our time, we need this. Can we endure? Can we persevere? Can we outlast the vicious foe? Can we be not overcome um, by whatever is thrown at us? Not by being more powerful than it, not by being stronger, but simply by not giving up. Maybe you can think of the foe not as an actual person, but as a life situation or an ongoing struggle. Maybe the place where perseverance is needed is in faithfulness to your word or following through on a commitment. Maybe it's in overcoming a sin that has a deep hold on you. When it's just too hard, can we find the fortitude to keep going? When our strength is sapped, can we take one more step and one more and one more until he shows up? But the Lord is righteous. He has cut me free from the cords of the wicked. The back that is being plowed has been rescued. God's cut the cords of the plow so that it no longer digs its furrows. God has delivered us. We waited, we endured, we didn't give up, and God came and removed the suffering. God is righteous. He's he's right in his relationship with me. He hasn't done me any wrong. He's faithful. He's caused no breach. Um, He is righteous. That is a relational trait or aspect. He hasn't done me wrong. Even in the suffering that I went through, God wasn't doing me wrong. In his time, he will deliver. May all who hate Zion be turned back in shame. May they be like grass on the roof, which withers before it can grow.
These are tough words, um, as we often see in the Psalms, praying vengeance and punishment on those who have caused our trouble. More than that, um, against those who are opposed to God and his purposes, those who have set themselves against God's people. We, of course, know that the right thing is to bless those who curse us, not to curse them. So this is challenging to us. Um, but here's a couple of thoughts maybe that can be helpful. First, this is an authentic prayer offered by a man of God who's not perfect. The person praying isn't perfect, but in a sense the prayer is. The one praying is wanting to see evil befall his enemies, a natural inclination, uh, though it's not right. But praying that we feel, or praying what we feel, and from where we are in the moment is right. This is heartening to us because it shows that our hearts don't have to be perfect in order to pray, and that we can pray to God what actually is in our hearts, not just what should be there. It also shows um, yeah, that we don't need to conceal our emotions from God, even our baser ones. Secondly, our psalmist is passionate and he deeply loves God. When we love someone, it's natural for us to be against those who make themselves the enemy of the one we love. If someone were to attack my wife and seek to hurt her, then, then in my love for her, I would want harm done to that person. Of course, in God's supernatural grace, this could all turn around as God works on my heart, but my initial expression of contempt and even hatred is expected. Um, so in praying against the enemy of God, our psalmist really is doing what he can to express his love and devotion to God and the intensity of it by showing that he is against the enemies of God. And I don't want to get too bogged down in all that, and maybe my suggestions aren't satisfactory, that's okay. Um, but don't miss the message of the psalm even so. He prays that this enemy would be the opposite of the righteous man. The man of God has persevered though right on the brink. Let the wicked man, in contrast, be like grass on the roof, which withers before it can grow. Rooftops at this time were flat, and people would put dirt on them for insulation. Grass seed would get into the dirt and begin to grow, but it would never last. It withers before it can grow. So we have this contrast. The righteous person perseveres through the harrowing trial, whereas the wicked um, will wither away as soon as the sun gets hot. May we be like the righteous. May we too proclaim, but they have not gained the victory over me. Father, we confess our need to learn to persevere. It's not natural to us. We'd rather give in when the sun gets hot and when the obstacles overwhelm. But you give us the traits of patience and long-suffering. You give strength to persevere and to stick to it. We ask for that quality today in ourselves and for your people today, for this generation. In Jesus' name, amen.